everyone. This is Nathan, and this is These Frightening United States, and I am here with Jessica, my co-host. Jessica, how are you today? I'm good. All right. Well, it has definitely been a little while since we last uh, kind of sat down. In fact, it's actually been like six months, but we're still <laughs> actually getting hits on this site. And I don't know if that's because people are really interested in what we're talking about, cryptids and things like that around the United States, or they're interested in the current political climate, and so they see these frightening United States and they think it has something to do with Trump or something like that. So what we are about, and as if you are just tuning in for the very first time, what we are about is we are about talking about the myths, monsters, and legends all across the United States. We take a state, an episode, we talk about it in kind of a real quick manner, though I think tonight we're probably actually going to end up talking a little bit more because we are in the great state of Arkansas, which is one of my favorite stories. And it's actually uh, home to the story that got me into this subject when I was a very young man. And so um, how this kind of works is I read stories and Jessica uh, responds, gives her input. We talk about it for a little bit uh, and we try to have a little fun, uh, have, uh, you know, make a joke here or there, um, but just enjoy the time. And, you know, each of us are coming from a little bit of different perspective. Jessica, how do you feel for those who are just tuning in and joining us since it's been a while? You know, your idea, your impression of uh, these stories, these cryptids, these monsters, how do you feel about them? you think they're real? I'm more of a, I'm, it depends on what I hear. What do you mean depends on what you hear? So we had a story about the metal man. Oh, we did in one of the episodes, the metal man sounded That sounded, sounded ridiculous. completely ridiculous to me. Okay. Now, some of the Bigfoot stories, I am about 75% believable on any Bigfoot story. So you actually are 75% the possibility that Bigfoot could be real or was real at some time. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Three-fourths. Three-quarters of the way there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, for me, I you know, I don't know. I I leave myself open to the possibility. I think there's some, uh, some kooks out there. I think there are some people <laughs> who are... Uh, pretty nuts. I also think there's some guys out there who have some very compelling evidence and uh, reports that they've been putting out. We'll talk about some of those uh, a little bit today and then coming up in some future episodes. But tonight we are talking about Arkansas. Jess, you ever been to Arkansas? I don't think so. Yes, you have. You've been to Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> you've driven through Arkansas. In fact, one of these stories you've driven very close to. And actually, I think sometime we need to take a field trip because yeah. uh, one of these stories is actually very close to where we are in North Texas. And um, so what you find out about the state of Arkansas is there are quite a few stories that revolve around Bigfoot type creatures and some that uh, you know very well, you've probably heard in pop culture. Um, I, I bet you if you've listened to this and you're fairly new to the subject, you might even have heard of some of these before. Um, but there are uh, definitely some very interesting um, areas of Arkansas. If you've ever been through Arkansas, it's a very pretty state. Um, lots of forest. In fact, when I was a, a kid, uh, my dad used to take us camping um, in that area, uh, basically western Arkansas, what was, eventually runs into southeastern Oklahoma, the Wachita Mountains. Um, and if you know anything about the Wachita Mountains, uh, like I said, they run into Oklahoma. But apparently, the Wachitas are a big hotbed of Bigfoot sightings. And in fact, there is uh, an organization that works out there called the uh, NAWAC, the North American Wood Ape Conservancy, that have had an ongoing 
research study that has been in the Wachita's, mostly, I believe, in southeastern Oklahoma. I'm not real positive because the location they're at is, is generally kept a secret. They call it Area X. And if you want to hear about that, it's a really interesting podcast. There's a couple places you can hear about that. Um, one is their actual podcast called Apes Among Us. You can look them up online. They were actually on an episode of that uh this, I can't remember if it was Discovery Channel or that show with Rob Lowe where they were see, search, searching out mysteries. They actually, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they actually connected with the, the, the NAWAC guys. Um, but they're pretty interesting. They're pretty fascinating because the stuff they're talking about is not on the end of the spectrum that's like over fantastic. They seem pretty reasonable. So, but what we're going to do tonight, uh, and you should look them up. So, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about famous monsters in Arkansas. And we're going to keep it to monsters. We have bled over into the area of ghosts and phantoms <laughs> and stuff. But tonight we're going to kind of keep it on monsters. And so looking at uh, monsters, I'm going to focus on a couple of the more famous ones. You have a few that are that are fairly uh, well known and that are they are these. They are the Ozark Howler, the Gowrow or not even sure how you pronounce it, the Gowrow or the Gurau or however you want to say it. Um, and then there is the White River Monster. I think I've heard of that. You've heard of the White River Monster? Pretty sure. And finally, the big one. This is the one everybody knows about, and that is the Falk Monster, named after Falk, Arkansas, which we'll get to that at the end, otherwise known as the Boggy Creek Monster. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're talking about the Boggy <laughs> Creek Monster, which you know, having you're my daughter, so you know that yeah. the Boggy Creek Monster is a big deal. So we're going to start from the from the first one I, I named, and I'm just going to kind of give you some background on this, and then Jessica, uh, we'll kind of talk about it. So we have the Ozark Howler, which I've actually heard of when I was a kid. Ozark Howler was one we heard about, um, but the Ozark Howler is uh, one that is in can be found or supposedly found in the Ozark Mountains, and this is north central Arkansas. Um, lots of thick uh, pine trees. You have hickory trees. There's oak. It's uh, a number of endangered species that actually live in these forests. And then you have the story of the Ozark Howler. Now, the Ozark Howler, the story is that this is either going to be a giant cat or a dog or a bear-like beast. Um, the eyes glow red, which you find out in a lot of these stories. Um, red is kind of the eye glow color. And, you know, you see an animal's light, uh, eyes shine in light. You've seen that, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Um, and usually it's like a green or something. But but in a lot of these stories, what you hear about is a, a red eye, um, even in Bigfoot stories, that is shining even without a light source. They seem to glow in the dimmest of lights. Um, but the Ozark Howler is uh, black. You know, it's got black fur. It stands about four feet tall. Um, some people say it has horns. Oh. Yeah, so think about that, a cat or a dog with <laughs> horns, okay? Um, but the thing that everybody agrees upon on this is that it has this horrible, terrifying cry slash howl, which is kind of a combination, some people say, of if you ever heard an elk, you ever yeah, heard an elk bugle? I think so. Okay. Yeah. What we might do is we might link to a sound effect on the podcast. Maybe <laughs> we'll leave you a little sound. Maybe we'll even find a Ozark Howler sound online we can play. Um, so the bugling of a bull elk, which we've heard in Colorado, um, to the laughter of a hyena. Oh, that's so. If you ever heard a hyena laugh, um, they say this 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 howl comes from that. Now, what I find interesting in this is what is Bigfoot known for doing? Howling. Yeah. You hear a lot of howls around, uh, you know, Bigfoot stories related to that. The screams. You, know, you have, um, mm -hmm. what's the one in Ohio? The Ohio howl. 
is a very famous one. Um, you know, if you hear the uh, uh, the the Sierra sounds, which supposedly were were recorded in California, you hear occasionally on that you'll hear howls, um, and they're very loud screams. But what I find interesting um, is that you know this hyena aspect of it is something I've never really heard before in one of these stories. But the sightings for this, guess how how far back the sightings go? I'm guessing. As far back as 1800s. Yes, actually, early early 1800s. Uh, in Red Oak, Arkansas, they actually reported seeing the howler in 1846. This was uh, a bunch of residents saw it. Uh, Branson, Missouri, actually had a sighting in 98. Jasper, Arkansas, in 2011. Some people obviously think it's a hoax. Um, however, you know, it's very possible that it is a, you know, you've heard things like people hear bobcats and say they sound like women screaming. Um, you know, make these really piercing, frightening sounds. And it's very possible that the Ozark Howler could be something along those lines. But I really uh, find it fascinating to be able to sit out in the woods and hear something that sounds like a howl with a yeah. hyena laugh. So I found with reading a lot of stories that it's mostly associated with a scream, yeah. like of a panther or a woman and... The hy- as you said, the hyena is kind of interesting because a hyena, when you think of that, it's a high-pitched laugh. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of a high-pitched laugh. Um, I wouldn't say it's completely... I mean, it, it, it has a varying um, yeah. pitch, I think, mm-hmm. is what a hyena... And you've heard them. If you hear them... If you've watched The Lion King, you've, yeah. heard, you've heard a hyena laugh before. And it, it is a really creepy thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, I... I can't dismiss it outright as being uh, not a natural animal, but at the same time, I'm wondering if what people are doing, if Bigfoot is real, are they getting their lines crossed into seeing, hearing something? Are we talking about multiple legends being essentially one thing? Yeah, and I mean, there's so many things we haven't discovered yet. I mean, in the science world, in the animal world, like any we half of the world we don't even know about. Like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're discovering new things. I mean, it's getting smaller, right? Yes. You know, it's getting smaller. And so uh, as more as we expand and stuff, but uh, I just find it really interesting that um, there's so many similarities to these creatures when, you know, is it possible that what we're hearing is exactly the same thing and regionally we're just coming up with, with different names for it. So um, Ozark Howler, good story, bad story. It's interesting. I it's wanna, interesting. I, I kind of want to look into that. And see, you would like, say you would look into the Ozark Howler more. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Here's our next one. Our next one on our little exploration of um, Arkansas is the White River Monster. Now, the White River Monster. Let me tell you what this is. The White River Monster. They actually have a, a name for him, Whitey. Uh, and <laughs> its home, obviously, is the White River. Um, and it appeared in 1915, uh, kind of gray-skinned. A plantation owner who saw him in 1937 said it looked about five feet wide, about 12 feet long, with the face of a catfish. I so mean, right away... <laughs> I think it was just like a really, really, really fat catfish right now. You think it's a really fat catfish. Okay, however, <laughs> however... Um, the White River uh, flood stage is 26 feet. That is not super deep for a monster that large. However, people continue to see Whitey and have sightings of him in the White River. 
Uh, but he's also been described with a horn and a spiny back. And this was in 71. Um, and investigators found 14-inch three-toed tracks that oh. came out of the river, walked onto the shore, and it was crushing small trees and brush. And Ooh. by the time we get, you know, kind of, you know, we're, where we are now, you're talking hundreds of people have seen Whitey or reported seeing Whitey. So many so that 1973 uh, laws were enacted to protect Whitey. Oh. <laughs> so my question is, if I were to set those descriptions, because I'm looking at, you know, I pulled up some of these on a web page and I see pictures of artist representations of Whitey. And what I see is essentially an alligator. Oh. Now remember, now we got to figure out where the White River is. And if it's in central Arkansas, you know, I could see. But Falk, which we're going to get to, Falk borders Texas and Louisiana. And so there's a lot of swamp. Yes. Well, what do you find in swamps? You find alligators. Um, so There are albino alligators. Yeah, there are. So we've now, seen them before. You have. Now, where I find the White River is northeast of Little Rock. Okay, so that's actually, as I'm looking at it, it's not horribly too far from Falk, um, Hot Springs, Pine Bluff, places like that. Uh, Falk is closer to Texarkana. So it's very possible that there's a swampy area if there was an alligator. It just feels like to me that it's too far north. Yes. It's too far north. So if, you know, if Whitey is a catfish, I do find interesting that he's described with a catfish face. And, and it's like, you know, maybe somebody saw one thing, they saw another Often, I think what happens is you also see have people who see multiple things and associate them with uh, a story or a legend or or what else. So uh, that is the White River Monster. Um, he's not to me. Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, river monsters, lake monsters, they're not as interesting to me. I don't know how yeah, you feel about them. If with was with there's waters can be so murky <laughs> and so deep and you don't know what you're gonna find in there. Yeah, I mean, I think your mother would be terrified <laughs> of it. I, it you, I'm terrified of fish. You're I terrified mean. of fish, but you know that's the thing with me is is none of these really. Uh, you know, when you get into river monster idea, those things aren't as and maybe it's because I'm not on the water a lot, but they just don't fascinate me as much as what we find with the land creatures or the land cryptids. So. It's just uh, one more thing to watch out for. It's, it, it's <laughs> one more thing. Okay, so here we go. This one I like. Uh, these are ones I do like. So this is actually called the Gaurau. Uh, this is a 20-foot-long lizard oh. who has tusks, and he's supposed to lurk in the caverns in northern Arkansas. So uh, the earliest report was January 31st, 1897, and that was an, ep an edition of the Arkansas Gazette. A man claimed to actually have killed one of them, and this was near Marshall, Arkansas. And uh, he now this is really funny. He says he sent the remains to the Smithsonian. Yes, but there's no record of it. Now there is a there is a little bit of a subculture within the cryptid. I wouldn't even say it's subculture; it's probably more predominant than that. There is a group within the study of cryptozoology that believe that the government is actually trying to suppress the identity and the knowledge of these animals if I, they do exist i have heard a lot a lot of time with bigfoot it's like the government's protecting bigfoot and it's yeah there's it's actually uh, a whole series of books on amazon by a guy named tom lyons um and that's not his real name it's his alias and he's written these whole series of books about his encounter with bigfoot 
and shadowy and shady government agents that come in and try to suppress the truth. It's very entertaining. Whether they are actually doing that, I don't know. Um, he collects and compiles stories from people, and they are really fascinating stories. Um, why the government would want to suppress this, everybody's got different reasons. But I do find it interesting that this guy does claim that he sent it to the Smithsonian. And maybe this thing's just lying somewhere. I Fossils, mean, no. Yeah, if you knew how much um, the Smithsonian had in it, you know, maybe we, you know, it's hidden somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of times stuff get can get lost in shipping and sending it places, and well, maybe someone saw it and was like, I'm going to take this for myself because it's really cool, and I don't even know what this is. Well, and, and that's the thing is, you know, these museums have stuff that's so back cataloged. It's hard to think that, you know, there might be stuff that's hiding in there we don't even know about. Yeah, and they don't release, there's probably some stuff they don't release out to the public. That's well, just private yeah, records. Yeah, okay, so... You know, with Arkansas, you have lizards, you have, uh, you know, white river monsters, you have howling cats or dogs, but this is my favorite. You ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, so in 1973, a movie came out, and it was a huge hit at the drive-ins. It made like $22 million, and it was filmed on a budget of only a couple thousand, right? A few thousand dollars. And it was a pseudo-documentary. You know, you have all those found footage movies now? Yes. This was kind of kind of in between that a found footage fake documentary kind of thing and it was called the legend of boggy creek and it was made by a guy named charles b pierce who was from texarkana and uh, he went on to make a couple of other movies uh, but boggy creek the legend of boggy creek was kind of his big hit and the story of the legend of boggy creek is about this town called falk which is uh, southeast of texarkana it's very close to the texas border um, very swampy, but it's by the Sulphur River. And the Sulphur River runs through, and it has a branch that comes off of it named Boggy Creek. Now, according to the people of Falk, Arkansas, which, again, is about 150 miles from Little Rock, so mm -hmm. it's it's out there, right? Yeah. Um, this creature stands between 7 and 8 feet tall. Uh, it weighs close to 300 pounds. It's covered with thick, long hair, and it leaves three toed tracks in the mud. That's interesting. So this, now, you guys, if you've listened to anything about Bigfoot, you've probably heard of the Patterson-Gimlin film. The Patterson-Gimlin film is uh, the very famous shot of Bigfoot walking away. It appears to be a female. It was in the 60s. I believe it was 68. Um, Roger Patterson uh, helped shoot the film. It's very famous. Yes. Uh, Bob Gimlin. <laughs> and there's been debate over whether it's real or not. Next to the Patterson-Gimlin film and the original sightings of Bigfoot, and there's a couple stories we'll get to later on, like Ape Canyon and the original uh, track sightings in California, Boggy Creek Monster is probably one of the most famous of all of them. Yes, it's, I, yeah. It's probably the one that has the most uh, public exposure. It's probably the one that if you were to say, hey, I've heard of this before, that's the one. Now, in our family, we have heard of the Boggy Creek Monster before, right? Yes, you talk about it very frequently as one of your favorite um, next to Bigfoot stories or even equal with. Well, it is a Sasquatch story. Yes. And it is the one that got me interested in it. And here's, here's why. So I used to have this reoccurring nightmare when I was a child of Bigfoot reaching his hairy arm through our living room window and trying to grab me when I was on a couch. And, and I, when I mean reoccurring childhood nightmare, I mean from like four years old. 
And my dad would go to the window in this dream and he'd pull back the curtains and say, hey, there's nothing to worry about. It's just Bigfoot. And there would be this eight foot tall creature, massive with glowing eyes, and his arm would try to come through the window. It was terrifying. So flash forward, fast forward to college. And one night we're just looking for something to do. And this is in Lubbock. I went to Texas Tech. This is in Lubbock. There's not a whole lot to do out there. So we decided to go to this video store. And it wasn't a blockbuster. It was a local video store. And they had all these old 70s movies. And one of them was The Legend of Boggy Creek. And I said, you know what? I think I've seen this before or heard about it. We should watch it. And so we watch it. And, and to be truthful, it's kind of cheesy. It is very cheesy. Yeah, it's in a- fact, there's actually a monster song in the middle. There's a musical interlude where there's a song written about the monster. It's it's a bunch it's of kids having fun. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So anyway, halfway through this movie, there is an account of one of the most famous uh, stories around the Boggy Creek Monster, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay, so the famous encounter that the film is based on occurred in 1971. Bobby and Elizabeth Ford claimed that the Boggy Creek Monster attacked their home late one night on May 1st. The monster, Elizabeth said, reached through her screen window, but was chased away by Bobby and Dan, his brother, who had just returned from a hunting trip. Unsatisfied, the monster returned shortly after midnight and tossed Bobby to the ground. Bobby was taken to the St. Michael Hospital in Texarkana and treated for large gashes on his back. He was suffering from mild shock when he arrived, according to the newspaper reports. And it says there were several papers covering the legend around this time, because there had been other sightings. And although no traces of blood were found at the Ford's home, three-toed footprints were found near the house. There were scratches on the porch, and the sliding and window, or the siding and window, were both damaged. This all connects. Well, of course. I mean, they've actually got physical (laughs) proof to something. Now, it's possible they could have faked it. But here's where the story for me is why it's so funny: is because in the movie they recreate the scene, and twice the hairy arm—if I believe it's twice—twice the hairy arm comes through the window. So yeah. I know that at some point in my childhood, I saw this movie. Now, if it was playing at a drive-in, that means my parents, when I was a toddler, <laughs> took me to see this movie. Yeah. And it scared the daylights out and of me. And thinking that you're not going to remember it because you're so little. Yeah. You're thinking I'm not going to remember it. So they take me to it, and, and I'm terrified of it. So um, <laughs> that started my that kind of kick-started my fascination. Um, and I would say probably your fascination with this stuff is just being around me. It, yeah, partly and kind of discovering on my own. Like, I've... I would like get a book, I'd like get the next book, and it would kind of lead to this thing of I want to find out more about this said ghost story or this yeah. sighting or something like this. And I love watching the documentaries on Bigfoot. Like you said, the um organization the North Woods what I Oh, the North American Wood yeah. Conservancy. <laughs> yes. I forgot the name. So again. the thing about the Boggy Creek monster is the first sightings that were reported go back to nineteen forty six. Um, and there's a couple of famous personalities like Smokey Crabtree and guys like that around Falk who uh, are featured in the documentary. In fact, what was so great about the documentary is actually a lot of those parts were played by the actual people that uh, local residents came and talked about. So there are real residents who have got encounters or stories about the Falk monster in the movie. Um, and it was seen again in 65. The way they describe it, I said before, three toes, uh, but it's very stinky. It smells. It has a very mm-hmm. distinct smell, which we know is common in all Bigfoot yes. stories. Um, it's got claws. And it's also known to be a very aggressive. Um, and there are a lot of stories about people encountering him 
or it or they um, in the woods. There's stories of kids going hunting and encountering it. Um, uh, it. It screams kind of carrying through the night as people are, you know, it's, sun, it's sunset. Um, he's accused of stealing hogs and chickens um, and calves. Um, the sightings increased as the movie's popularity increased. In fact, what's interesting, though, is that the descriptions of him have gotten bigger as the years have gone on. Yeah. At first, he was six foot, 300 pounds. Now he's like eight foot, 800 pounds, 10 feet tall. He gets to be bigger. Um, but what has happened in the city of Falk, which I think is really great, is that Falk has become kind of a famous uh, tourist stop now. Um, and so if you are anywhere near there, you can actually stop at Peavy's Monster Mart. And they have souvenirs, and they have trinkets. There's a large wooden cutout, and there's actually a museum um, with art with um, col- a collection of articles and things like that about the Falk monster. Uh, what I will recommend is that there's a great book called The Beast of Boggy Creek. If you're interested in the story, it's written by Lyle Blackburn, and you've probably seen Lyle Blackburn on any of these Discovery Channel Bigfoot shows. He's usually on there. He's easily recognizable by his uh, mustache and beard, goatee, and his cowboy hat. And I actually met him at Dallas, uh, at one of the Dallas Comic Cons, and he's just a really nice guy, um, but very knowledgeable uh, in um, this subject. Also, Seth Breedlove, I believe, who does the um, Mon- Monsteropolis podcast, he's a film filmmaker, and he's done some really great uh, uh, films about Bigfoot and other cryptids. And uh, what I like about Seth is he doesn't take a sensationalist view of it. He actually just kind of... This is uh, what's happening. This is what happens. He presents the story. He's got one called The Boggy Creek Monster, uh, which Lyle Blackburn is in. It was made in 2016. And it's really fascinating because they interview people who were involved in it. Yeah, I've, I've watched with you his Bigfoot movies and watching it it's interesting and it's good it's i like watching them because they're not trying to persuade me to believe something it's here's what's happening here's the facts what do you think yeah he doesn't he yeah he's not like watching finding bigfoot and i think that's something when you approach this and you know obviously there are stories and obviously some of these stories are going to be sensationalized and they're going to be people's imagination but then there's the ones that you hear that are kind of like okay this is actually something for real or yeah. it's a mistaken identity of which we can understand, but it's not people just hallucinating. There's definitely something going on. And when you think about something like the Falk monster, which has a, a you know, a pop culture tie, you know, it's very much entrenched in our culture, right? Yeah, that's a, yeah, I, yeah, with the movies and the books and everything. Yes. Cuz you can go on Amazon and watch it. Um, but you've heard of it and you've yeah. heard of it because of me. I mean, even, even when your sequel, Boggy Creek, the legend continues ends up on an episode of mystery science theater, you know that you've <laughs> actually made it, right? Yes. Yes. Because now you're famous because you're actually on mystery science theater. And if you're on mystery science theater, that's great. Yeah. By the way, if you ever, um, if you ever get a chance to see Boggy Creek, the legend continues with the original mystery science theater soundtrack, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. It's, it's possibly one of their, <laughs> it's possibly one of their best episodes of all time. So, um, anyway, so we have Arkansas, which is great because we live so close. We might actually have to take an on-site visit to um, to Falk sometime. Yes. I've always wanted to go there. Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to go there. Because they will tell you how to pronounce, uh, how to say Bigfoot in the plural, which I can't Whoa. remember what it is, but they will teach you how to do that. <laughs> uh, we had a friend who went there. Um, but 
as we continue talking about this, what we're going to find is the predominant cryptid in the United States is going to be Bigfoot. Yes, there's so many different, even if it's, you know, the height may be different. The call, We saw one where it had white fur, and even that connects to Bigfoot yeah, somehow. Yeah, and well, we have those in Texas. We have, yes. what do you call it, uh, um, oh, the uh, Lake Worth monster, who's supposed to be yes. like white fur. Um, the NAWAC guys say that in the area they're in, there's one that's gray. He's an older, probably an alpha, but he's gray all over. Yes. Um, and and to be clear, like if these things do exist, I want to I want you to, everyone to know that if these things are real, I want you to know where I fall on this. And I believe that if they are real, they are animals. Yes, they're not really domesticated. They are simply animals. They're not. Animals. They're not. They're not humanoids. They're not half man, half beast. They're not some kind of Neanderthal. They're animals. And if we did have a, uh, if if they did exist, or if they do exist, and we have a primate like an orangutan or yes. a gorilla that lives in North America, I think personally, this is where I stand on it. I want this to be true. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be, I think it would be, be neat. It would be an. It'd be a discovery, right? And yes. and so I have no personal experience of seeing anything out in the woods that I would say, okay, this is absolutely real. But at the same time, I think it's silly with the amount of people who are seeing things and, and, and honest scientists and researchers, yes. guys who are trustworthy, at least from what we can tell, um, who are reporting things. And they're not going out there saying we have definitive proof. They're just saying, hey, there's things out there that are happening that are just strange enough that we might want to take a look at. Yeah. And there's always most stories. They start out as one person, the crazy person of the town sees something and they think, oh, this guy, we know him. And they he, write him off. Yeah. yeah. And then one person that's completely trustworthy sees it and they say, wait a minute, this is something that could be like bigger than we can imagine. Like this yeah. could be actually yeah. real. Yeah. I, I think there's there there's certain certain things we have to accept that there's something about these stories that's common. They come from somewhere and we really need to maybe just consider the possibility that it's at least based on something real and not just yeah. write it off as total made up. So. And there's so many. There's like, so many. They're all over the place. Yeah. So, All right. Well, that is a brief overview, very brief overview of the state of Arkansas, <laughs> uh, including my favorite one, which I could talk about forever, the Boggy Creek Monster. Uh, if we ever take a trip out to Falk, I think we should. Yes. It would be great as a side trip or something. Um, we will go see the Monster Mart and maybe take a little pilgrimage out there and, and shoot some pictures or something. So, hey, if uh, if you are uh, listening to us, thank you so much. We're glad to have another one back on the air. Hopefully we will uh, be getting more of these out very soon. We have several other podcasts that we are working on that are kind of under an umbrella. And uh, at the same time, they're all different subject matter and things like that. But for this one, this is these frightening United States. And like I said, we're talking about your favorite monsters. So um, if you would like to get a hold of us and leave us a message, um, just look in our show notes. We have a link to our email uh, where you can find us. We have an Instagram account, These Frightening United States. We have a Twitter account, um, and you can look us up there. Um, hopefully, uh, I will also have those in the show notes so you can find out what they are, because right off the top of my head right now, I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> yes. And like I said, it's been a while, so we're a little bit rusty. Uh, but we'd love to hear uh, suggestions of things you'd like to hear about. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We know we have people listening kind of all over the world, which is surprising. Yeah. So this is uh, it's pretty cool. So um, once again, this is Nathan. This is Jessica. And uh, hey, you know what? Keep finding those creepy stories and enjoy these frightening United States. <laughs>